And welcome to uh, the latest episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. Uh, my name is Damien Greathead. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm sitting in actually a beautiful, sunny, but brisk Sydney morning. I'm looking out on Sydney Harbour, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and it's actually quite beautiful today. So uh, my co-host is Penny Breslin. She's in San Diego. And uh, how are you, Penny? How's the, the weather outside your window? Um, sunny, because the marine layer broke, uh, but muggy. Ooh, I don't like muggy. I, I wish it would hurry up and rain. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, we've had our wettest uh, July or our wet and our wettest year uh, to date. So we've got sun and just enjoying that. And hopefully a few things will be drying out. I didn't think San Diego got muggy. Um, you know, it's funny uh, for... It used to just be like, you know, maybe the last week of August and the first week of September, we'd get like some high heat and mugginess. But in the last couple of years, it started in it has started in July. And mm. uh, we've gotten uh, May gray and June gloom in June and July. And then we get the mugginess <laughs> a little early. So, um, you know, just, um, you know, things are actively, visibly changing. Changing. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw in the news some fires in Yosemite, which is obviously a very long way from yeah, you. But it is, just... It's on the eastern uh, side of the Sierras. Uh, pretty bad up there. for Yeah. The, I'm, luckily for them, some of the weather helped. In this case, it didn't exacerbate it. It kind of helped a little bit. So that's good. Mm. But uh, because it, it, the fires it out in um, of... Idaho got really bad. Because it's it's sort of towards the end of summer that those Santa Ana winds really kick up and can cause some quite yeah. Um, luckily, right now everything here is coming off the ocean, so we yeah. do have a nice breeze. I just happen to close everything up while I'm sitting in this room. <laughs> but uh, as soon as this is over, I'll go out there in the front, and I've got windows go and the breeze coming off the ocean is nice. Oh, lovely. Uh, well, um, folks, in case this is the first time you've listened to Strategy in the Virtual Controller, it's not a weather, uh, it's not a weather podcast. Uh, instead, we actually we, we, we talk about um, public accounting and public bookkeeping firms that want to make the transition to that um, year-round controller-type service that's that's helping their clients really understand their business. Um, firms that want to move away from that traditional compliance-based model, uh, deadline-driven, tax season-heavy uh, to, to that all-round, uh, year-round service. Um, some call it CAS, some call it bookkeeping, whatever it is. It, it, it does require a, a fundamental change in how you structure your business, how you think about your business. And, and so this podcast is designed to help those uh, we don't want to say practitioners, but rather business owners that do accounting and bookkeeping uh, to better change uh, to 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 understand some of the challenges and help overcome some of those challenges with the different examples and the different firms that we've worked with around the world. But today we're going to go a slightly different tact uh, and talk about what we saw in the news. Oh, not in the news, actually, it was on Twitter. We don't get on Twitter very often. But um, Blake Oliver, uh, our, our friend over at Earmark CPE and uh, the Cloud Accounting Podcast, he shared an interesting um, subreddit that he'd seen it and, and it was titled, Where Are All the Accounting Students? Um, and it's it's quite funny because Every year at um, at uh, at the accounting, well, typically at the AICPA accounting conferences, um, the the CEO and of of the AICPA gets up and he gives everyone a pat on the back because 
this year the the biggest number of accounting graduates than ever before and and very proud of that uh but the question is um how come the 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 record number of accounting graduates aren't going into public accounting and and the the tweet was folk or this or the 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 reddit was focused on trade fairs and trade fairs that firms are rocking up to hoping to find accounting students but less and less are coming past their desk. And the question was, Are there, uh, 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 is accounting no longer popular? Are people not doing accounting? But according to the AICPA, the answer is yes. Um, but unfortunately, they don't want to go into public accounting. And why would they, to be honest? No, why would they when they, they're told you can start at 60000 a year, you can work uh, during tax season, Six, 70, 80 a hours. week, 14 hour days. And, um, and the rest of the, it's like catch as catch can. Um, and, 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 you'll do the, tax, and you'll do the same thing over and over and over. And at the end of the year, you won't move on to another project. You'll, you'll literally just start at the start of the year and do the same thing again. Yeah. Oh my God. Pete and repeat. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you think about the other options out there for, for, for people that know numbers, um, some of the finance opportunities in tech and and, uh, and 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 any other space actually finance opportunities are phenomenal. You, you're probably starting somewhere in the ninety to a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Probably a much more flexible work schedule. Probably working on more interesting um, business cases. Still crunching numbers. Don't get me wrong, but probably a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more interesting and, and probably a little bit more bigger picture. I, I'm, I'm part of something that's that, that's much bigger. And so, I don't know, I, I think if I was, granted, I, I, I did a bit of accounting and I was a terrible accountant, but I've also worked in accounting firms and yeah, it's it's not a pretty picture. I mean, even just from the, the, um, the flexibility standpoint, Penny. Well, if you think about the kids that are coming up, you know, we talk about how, um, my kids are in their thirties and they don't use checkbooks and um, they very rarely get on a computer. They do almost everything on their phone. And my uh, niece who just graduated from high school came to visit me before on her sojourn up California before she takes off to go to Rochester. And um, she's saying, you know, I'm Penny. She goes, I swear all my friends are going to grow up with cramped hands from holding on to this because they spend their whole life on that mobile phone. But and, and then that, happening very I think that's the other thing. It's TikTok, it's Instagram, it's video, it's, it's shot YouTubes, it's looms. It's everything is quick, fast, and to the point. And um, that certainly is going to change the mentality of somebody who's going to be willing to deal with legacy commitments and basically – what I envisioned, the way you were talking about what accounting was like was I kept on having a vision of somebody in the old Bailey in the goal and uh, <laughs> walking up the steps where they forced them to do physical labor and they had to just walk constantly up a stair climber, basically, that kept on repeating, just walk, walk for hours at a time during the day. And that's all I could think of. <laughs> and is like something right out of Victorian England is what you're describing. How are you going to 
well, like at the end of World War One, when all the, the guys went off to Europe and came back and all of a sudden we moved from an agricultural society to an urban society because people didn't want to stay on the farm anymore. They didn't need that many people on the farm anymore. So how are you going to keep them down on the farm after they've seen Paris was the song. Now, how are you going to put them into a $60,000 a year drudge job that it's going to be peat and repeat, wash and re-rinse and wash again when everybody else is offering them an opportunity for maybe not long-term, but it's certainly a much more controllable schedule and a lot more adventure. Actually, I think that's a really interesting point, Penny, that last one that you made there. And, and the the idea that we that this this generation will not have one job. We'll, yeah. we'll have multiple jobs, we'll work for multiple companies in multiple roles, and they're looking for um, growth. They're looking for, for new, they're looking for new experiences, they're looking for growth. Whereas I think if you, probably a generation before, maybe two generations before, very much, um, you went into public practice, you stayed in public practice. You, well, um, I think, I think that we heard that uh, growing up. I certainly, you know, I come from a generation where I've got, there are seven of us and there's an 11 year difference. So I've seen like the the oldest end of the baby boomers, plus my parents' generation. And then my grandparents, obviously, they lived in the house too. So there were three generations there. But by the time, you know, my mother was telling us when we were kids, you're going to get a career. You have to pick a career. Always have a fallback (laughs) career. And and you're going to stick with it. But even though my older siblings did that, the last three of us did not. Mm. And changed not only careers, but changed um, whole, like did 360s on from what we took in school. Me, I'm a history teacher. uh, And I had a sister who was a social worker and a brother who went to business school. One became a computer security specialist. The other one became an attorney. And look at me. You're a partner in an accounting firm. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think in, and I did many jobs in between, you know, construction, blasting dynamite, working in bars, but, you know, was a teacher um, running a little cannabis company, you know, that kind of stuff. But so I don't, I don't think that you can expect people to stay long term. But you get those that would like to stay when they get to a certain point in their life and they need to settle down for a few years because of other things that are going on. Um, You can get them if you make it much more enticing. Part of that enticement will be flexibility, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to be, you know, in especially in this industry where you don't have to be customer facing all the time, allowing for that hybrid model and and understanding how to make it work is going to become kind of critical in your company. Um, I was reading an article that uh, some businesses are actually hiring one person in the company who their job is to make sure those hybrid workers are flowing in and out in a manner that is conducive to the growth, not only of the company, but the growth of the individual. Um, mm, interesting. And I do think that 
offering growth opportunities and offering learning opportunities are going to be something that is going to be a, an inducement. Um, these are these these are kids with they were raised in a different way, and they learned a different in a different modality, and they're going to want different things. You can't you can't speak to them and think that they're going to want the same things that you want. You have to listen to what it is that they want. Just like if if you were selling somebody on your services right now, selling somebody on bookkeeping services probably isn't that difficult. Everybody's like clamoring and every bookkeeper I talk to is overworked. Every accountant I speak to is overworked. Um, and yet the technology is supposed to be making their lives better. But, um, <laughs> but it, it, there's a lot of work to be had and there's a lot of work to be done. And picking and choosing how you're going to present that to somebody is um, is understanding what it is this new generation wants. It's not and, and we, it's not always money that they want. Oh, it, it does help though. I must oh, admit. Yeah, it um, oh, definitely it helps. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, that whole idea of uh, you know a hundred thousand dollars working in data analytics. I don't know. With all the tech industry people and the start, you, I remember the dot com boom. So, and I'm seeing a little bit of that happening. But um, I think that you have to be aware of the fact that they, they're not going to sit there during tax season. They're going to just look at that and go, no way. No yeah. way am I doing that. And, and, and I think we've done episodes um, previously on, on things like you, what does your actual shop front, your office look like? And is it stacks yeah. of paper and, and drab sort of um, shag carpet and, 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 and an awful experience? So go back and have a listen to those. But I actually think today we, we should sort of get into the, this idea of giving your team variety in work. Um, whereas I, I think the compliance heavy firms, and I've got a lot of friends that, that went into public practice um, got a couple of tax seasons under their belt and sort of realized that that type of a future was not for them and so then have gone into uh, private private into finance uh, but actually now they're sort of coming full circle where they're like you know what I'm ready to go back into public practice but I'm going to do it differently yes. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to get a little tax practice just to get the, the cash flow going. But most importantly, I want to find and do the taxes for the business clients that I can have a much more in-depth relationship with and, and really understand the business. Oh, oh, I've gotten, I don't know how many calls in the last two months where the conversation is, I have so much work. I know I've got to deal with the tax season and it's always, well, you know, and these clients say, you know, it's a, I don't make any money on them. And I'm going, well, why, why are you doing this? And I can't hire anybody. Well, if you're not making money, you're obviously not going to pay somebody what they're worth to do the work. But why do you even have them as clients? Well, you know, they've been clients forever. And, you know, we can't raise the prices on them. And, you know, they, 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 it's not a big client. They just come by once a year. It's like, you're not obligated. Yeah. You're not obligated. In fact, your people that you're interviewing for the job are probably sitting there going, God, I don't want to do that. What are you, an idiot? And they walk out the and door. So, I mean, so you know, what thing is, is the making, probably- you know, and, and I've had people tell me, well, so can you guys do the work? And I'm going, shit, you're just telling me that what you've got is a bunch of shit. And you can't get anybody <laughs> to do it. So you're asking me if I will do it. 
So you're just going to shovel it downhill. Exactly. Uh, but also, I mean, the, the client probably feels obligated to come back to you as well. Like they're like, oh, shit, we've been using them for the last 10 years and, you know, they're doing it tough. The, the, the bad shag, shag carpet on the floor and, and they haven't given the office a paint job. So they probably really need our business. So it's sort of like. <laughs> yeah, it's so no, yeah, so you're right. No young kid's going to come in there and want to work. And- but, but I think that what, what I have what I have seen um, interestingly is is I won't say an explosion, but certainly a flourishing of of newer firms with um, I'd say yeah younger owners, younger directors that are focused on that year-round service, getting into the client's business, helping them understand what's what's happening in their business. And I actually think that the couple of years in in the finance departments of, of companies has actually helped them oh, absolutely. become better accountants. You can, you can see that in the ones you meet, that yeah. they understand boundaries. Um, yep. They understand that this is a business. <laughs> it's not just accounting. It's in a business that does accounting. Um, and they understand that they get the right to pick and choose who they're going to do the work for, and they're going to dictate how the work gets done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're going to look for opportunity. They're going to be looking at those numbers with a, with a different lens. They didn't, just that put out, says, they didn't put out a thing on their door that says, I'm an accountant, and wait for somebody to knock. They go out and they actually go, this is the kind of person I want. So they define what it is they want to do, yeah. who it is they want to do it with, and then they find people that think the way they do who want to work with them to do that. The first three things and, in that book, what do you want and, to do, who do you want to do it with, and who's going to help you? And and don't get me wrong, I, I've been a business owner and I know what it's like to meet payroll and and uh, and, and I know the stress of that, But but what I have seen... Um, and working with firms that are very intentional about what they do, um, they, 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 they may not grow as quickly in the short term that they had anticipated because I think it takes a little while to get your systems right. I think it takes a little while to get your sales processes right. So the, the growth early is probably a little bit slower than they anticipated, but three, two, three, four years into the journey, the, the growth that they experience from a revenue standpoint, from a referral standpoint, it, it's night and day. Um, and, and so I, I, I think, and, and fr- from, a, um, from a team standpoint as well, we were with, I was out with a firm the other day and, and four years ago, they were two people sitting in a WeWork. Now they're 12 people, own office and, and resumes, um, I was going to say in, in the top drawer, but re- resumes in the inbox. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not having to affront a, a trade show or a trade fair or a jobs fair to try and find new people. They're, well, they're, they're getting... Exciting and people want to come yeah. and work for them. Yeah. And, you, and you, when you meet people like that, and, and you and I have, we've been lucky enough to meet a, a, quite a few good people in this industry and you know you can see other people go yeah i want to i either want to work for that person or i want to be like that person yes and in fact one of them just said hello to you right before we got to the podcast (laughs) black and um and you know you feel that energy when you're talking to her and you know that the clients feel that energy too um so people want to come to work for her um, people, I mean, like 
well, you talked to Rachel, you could hear it in her voice when she was on that podcast. And the people that work for her love working for her. Um, and, and, and also, and Rachel, Rachel knows what she wants yeah. uh, and she knows how far she can grow. She, she has that plan. Um, she's not accepting anything through the, the front door. Um, and, and, and also I, I think she's, she, the, her growth is sustainable. It, it's, it's at her pace versus, oh shit, it's tax season. Let's just, just accept anything that comes through the front door. No, she does not do that, man. She turns things away because yeah. I've sent her work and she goes, yeah, I don't want to do that. And, you know, and, and to tell you the truth, I think I've sent her five companies in the last two years and she's turned down all but one. Wow. And, and to your point, there, there's more work out there than, than ever before. Um, so if, if you are sort of listening and you're thinking, right, I, I, this sounds something like I want to become comfortable with saying no, but obviously you say no, you, you can't really do that until you've spent time working on what it is you want to do, uh, who you want to work with. Um, and so, so that's where it obviously starts. Um, Penny, as we're sort of preparing for this episode, you, you shared a, an experience of in, in the team um, where basically the team had been doing something for, <laughs> for, for I don't know how long um, because that's the way a client told them to do it um, way back when. Um, and it was sort of a really interesting example of if, if the team or, or if your team is really just focused in on one area of the equation or one area of the process, um, they don't have the visibility of the bigger project, the bigger picture, do they? No, and it was a, it was a situation where um, it was obvious because of the sheer size of this project um, that because of their lack of visibility into the whole process, um, they were doing things and they were doing things incorrectly. And, but when I asked them, why did you do it that way? There's an easier way to do it. And there's certainly a much more logical way of doing this. Let me show you. And they said, well, you know, I said, what, what, why did you do, why do you handle the bank feed that way? Well, years ago, a client told us to do that. And I went, oh my God, is everybody doing it that way? And they and said, for how long? Yeah, that's completed operating <laughs> procedure. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> I went, well, that's going to change right now because that is absurd, riddled with abilities to make mistakes. There's way too many clicks in that. And, and you know what? You're having to do something I've told you never to do. You're having to delete something and re-enter it. Which is a, a massive red flag. Massive for... red flag of fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I called the client who brought it up to me and I, and I said, listen, I said, I owe you this month. I said, I owe you. I'm, I had a come to Krishna meeting. I'm going to have a come to Jesus meeting with you because you never should have sent us that task without any instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and my team never should have picked it up, but I'm going to thank you for telling me because uh, you I found something that was going on and I had no idea. I assumed they knew how to do it. <laughs> Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And I certainly, <laughs> but you know, it was like, oh, light dawns over my head. And they're just looking at me. And there were about five women in the room and they're looking at me like, huh? What do you mean that's wrong? Well, but it all what works out. You, and you don't understand. 
oh, I don't care if the numbers worked out. That's not it. You just caused more time and more, more possibility of making an error. And if anybody, when that guy looked at the audit trail, I don't blame him for freaking out. So lesson learned, I hope. We'll find out tomorrow because <laughs> I'm going to get a copy of the, the Zoom meeting they're going to have on training. But 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 I think it sort of it, I think it goes to show the the importance of the bigger picture because if you are sort of in in a particular role doing a particular task repetitive task over yeah, and, and over and over it. it's it's they they get very repetitive in this kind of work that they're doing on that on that division in our company the bookkeeping team can get very repetitive with allocation reconciliation allocation reconciliation and focusing on each individual uh, account and not looking at the whole picture because they, they're not really allowed to, but it's not a matter of allowed to. They're not given the opportunity to, and my job is to teach them they need to do that. That yeah. in order for you to be able to be effective at the job you're doing, you need to have a really good whole list it, hate reusing that word over and over again, but it fits a view of, of the file, if not at least a complete understanding of the client, because obviously we're never going to get that in my world, but yeah. we should at least have a holistic view of the file. And sometimes it, it's, and it's not, and I, and I'm the whole time we were thinking of this, I said, you know, it's not just you. I have seen this over and over and over again, not just in outsourcing companies, but I've seen this in people who work within a, a company who are working on the shore in the office. And I see them doing the same thing where they're just, they're just rotely doing that one job and they're not thinking about the effect it has in so many other areas of what they're doing. And, and, and I think the message that, that I, that I'm taking away from this is, the, the the importance of that holistic view, but also the importance of rotation through the business. I mean, we even sort of touched on this idea of of what's happening in the EU at the moment, and and how they're looking at splitting the the audit firms and etc. Because you you don't have a, a an independent set of eyes looking at things. But but I think in 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 context of this conversation and what we're talking about, it's about why aren't people going into public accounting? It's because they go into public accounting and they get stuck in this one recurring task and and and, and every year they do the exact same thing. They just walk uh, up those it's, stairs it's, and it's the same step. Oh, yeah, and crush, yeah, and, and instead of crushing rocks, crushing souls yeah. because you're literally just doing the, the same task over and over and over again. And, and I think if you are looking for people and struggling to find people, I'd hazard a guess that the, the, the business is very routine and very recur- regular, rec- very recurring tasks and very deadline driven. And, and I think that's one of the changes that you, you've got to think about making if you do want to, 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 to attract people, if you want to bring in the next generation uh, of, of accountants. There's a really good article and fast company, I'll send you the link. And it's about um, how to deal with this new generation that wants a different thing than what you want. 
They just want something different. They, they've had different experiences. They've had different pressures on them than we had. Not saying they're good, bad, or worse, or whatever. It's just different. different. Yeah. And so they're behaving different, and they want different things. And, you know, if you're going to be a business owner, you're probably good chance that you're already in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And these 20-somethings don't want the same thing even the 30-somethings want. Um, and you've got to you've got to go to where they're at in order to be able to entice them to come to where you are. And you've got to give them a vision and you've got to give them resources and you've got to give them the time to stretch within the job. And um, because and a reason, like you, I mean, just sort of uh, jumping out of bed each day. <clears throat> excuse me, jumping out of bed each day just to go and knock out another tax return doesn't particularly get me excited, but jump out of bed to go and help a a small business owner work out how they can finance opening a new operation or open a new location or something along those lines. I I think that what I think is is interesting is in public accounting and bookkeeping, there are so many opportunities for that stretch Mm -hmm. and for that variety and for something different. And don't and don't lock them in. I like you. You said a minute ago. You said about you know rotating through something. Um, you know, rotating your people through different jobs. You know what? Try doing some of the jobs that you've assigned to some of these younger kids. I know you probably said, "Well, I did them years ago." Yeah, but it's different now. Um, <laughs> on a, on an eleven-column <laughs> ledger. <laughs> but but do you know rotate rate, rotate people through? Let them see and be in other areas of uh, other aspects of your business. Give them an opportunity to say, hey, you know, there's something over there that I would like to do. Can I try that? Um, and, yeah, and it, it could be in the technology. So that's that's what I found when I was working in the accounting firm. And, again, it was a very short stint, but I sort of gravitated more to the internal technology yeah. uh, than the, 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 the production. So th- that, that could be the other area where you sort of give – these stretch projects to to team members to say we're trying to solve this tech stack problem or or, or the, this particular workflow issue. Have at it. Yeah. Get out and there. Don't, and, don't make and, them and, come and, back and on a deadline of, of compliance. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's that's a moving target, that one particular area of of an accounting company. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's if, if I was sort of thinking about for listeners, what's one takeaway out of today is you have, uh, and let's just uh, imagine that we're talking to the, the owners of the, of the businesses that do accounting, you do have a tremendous opportunity to help um, accounting grads really understand the, the powerful role that account, that somebody that knows numbers, the powerful role and the impact that you can have in, in business. Um, and that's probably why they went into accounting because they like the stories that numbers tell. So, so let them actually get in there and see, see what an accountant can do and, and see the difference that an accountant can make rather than keeping them sort of stuck in, in a very particular silo. Because I think if, if you're stuck in a silo, you're going to very quickly look for a way to get out of that. And, um, and unfortunately, 
people are our, people are one of our scarcest resources. Yes. So we've got to make sure we, we hold on to the good ones. Yes, you do. And you've got to attract more good ones. And if you have some good ones, you know, they bring their friends along. They bring their friends along. And you know what? They, they might actually step out of your business for a period of time, and that's okay. And then they come back. But, some of them have. But they might come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've seen that, I, I've seen that as well. Yeah. Um, or, they, or they start their own practice. There was one um, uh, firm I was talking to the other day, and she's, she went into public practice. Um, she went into finance um, as she was bringing up her family uh, because the you know much better much better uh, flexibility to for for a working working family. Uh, but then uh, once the kids were sort of a little bit older, she came back into public practice um, as a partner in that firm that she first started with, mm-hmm. uh, and and is now taking the firm in a in a bringing on that um, the the client accounting and advisory services part of that business. Um, and she's loving it. And as, as I said earlier, she's a better accountant because of her time, because of that rotation in her career that she took. Oh, yeah. It's like when I was first learning how to surf and we'd go out like I remember the first time I went down to another surf spot down in Mexico and I was like crying after the first day going, would I forget how to surf? How do I, I can't get your way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like all upset. And But uh, when I came back to my regular surf spot, I surf better because the challenge of doing something different but similar made it made me better at what I started off doing on my own break. And I was like floored at that. And one of the surfers said, oh, that's always the case. We always do better in our own surf spot after we've been someplace where the waves after. are different, they're hitting it at yeah. a different angle. They're, uh, you know, this is, this is backside. You don't usually do backside, you know, all that stuff challenges you. So, um, you know, anything that you can rotate somebody out and challenge them for a little bit. And this generation is open to that more so than any other group I've seen. Yeah. Agreed. And, and, and don't, don't mistake that, um, that restlessness and, and wanting more for uh, this pain in the ass generation. It, it, it's actually just they're looking for, for, for stretch. They're looking for opportunity. They're looking to, to find that passion project that's going to give them the, the spark to get out of bed each day and, and, and hit, hit, the, hit the ground running. And, and again, I, I think in public accounting, you can either, you can either, um, <laughs> you can either um, quash any hopes and dreams of, a, of an aspiring accountant with with arduous tax seasons, or you can actually really inspire them to go on to do quite amazing things in public practice. Yeah, because I've seen some really good accountants that have done exactly that. Yeah. Um, Penny, you do remind me that I, that I still have a couple of surf lessons in my uh, surf school bank. And so once the water warms up, I'll get back out there and try to try to get back on the board because it is a, it is a phenomenal workout from a, from a health and, and well-being standpoint. But it's, it's also this calmness that comes over you that, um, that I think is, is also a, a huge benefit. It depends um, on what so the waves are like, whether or not it's calm. Well, yeah, I'm on the little ones. <laughs> I'm on the very little ones. <laughs> so, so am I these days. So. Uh, well, Penny, um, I, I think that was a really um, interesting way in which we sort of took what we'd seen in the headlines on Twitter and, and sort of 
gave our take on it and hopefully listeners have picked up a thing or two and, and been a, a little inspired to to look at ways in which they can change or, or adapt the ways in which their their utilizing might not be their right word but but the way that they're um challenging and stretching their team so hopefully uh, there's a couple of ideas particularly you know coming into the end of summer what are those stretch projects what are the, what are some interesting things that you can put in the hands of the team and and let them let them um, go out and and do their best that's right you know what all you can do is try but not trying yeah, yeah and exactly not what's, the worst? what's the worst not trying and not changing oh man don't even bother to show up if you're not going to do that and, and what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I, I think that's um, that's a really interesting point as well. What's the worst that can happen? Well, Penny, um, thank you uh, as always. SATVC.co is the website, SATVC.co. Uh, we'll get a link to that Fast Company article uh, in the show notes as well. But Penny, thanks very much as always, and we'll see you next week. All right, have a good one and get out there and go surfing. Yeah, we will do.